Are you guys ready for a word today? Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I ran across a story uh, the other day that I thought was very fitting for what we're going to talk about today. And it was actually a true story. In September of 2019, a couple woke up and they were checking their bank account only to find $120,000 had been put in their bank account. Come on, how many of you know that's an exciting time? But how many of you got half a brain to know that ain't right? Amen. So 120 grand winds up in their bank account. So catch this. They waited for several weeks. They didn't call the bank. They didn't call nobody. They just waited. And when the money didn't leave, they thought, it's mine. So they go on a spending spree. 120 grand. They spent all of every dime was gone. They paid off bills. They bought SUV. They bought a camper. They bought four-wheelers. And they even gave 15 grand to those in need. Amen? So I'm like, oh, man, it ain't your money. Who cares? So anyway, 120 grand. Well, finally, the bank comes up and says, hey, we made a mistake. We put that money in your bank account. We're going to need you to put that money back. Well, they said, hey, we don't have it. We don't have 120 grand. There's no way we could put that money back. Long story short, they go to court. They stand before the judge and they said, judge, we received some bad legal advice from friends and we spent the money. Come on, how many of you know whose friends they are? Did they ask a lawyer? No. Did they ask the bank? No. Who are their friends? I mean, did you like talk to Tater Tart and Chili Bean? Who are your friends? Did you talk to Earl at the gas station? Which that's why your name's Earl, no pun intended. Amen. But who are your friends? So they told the judge, we needed better guidance. Turn to somebody and say, that ain't right. That ain't right. Amen. Guys, we're talking about the shepherd, and we've been in this series for the past few weeks, and we're looking at Psalms chapter 23, and really we've been just kind of taking phrase by phrase out of this particular psalm, and we're looking at what is our shepherd? Who is our shepherd? What are his attributes? And we said that our shepherd does four things, four things the shepherd does. He guides, provides, corrects, and protects. Again, guides, provides, corrects, and protects. And we've been walking through that. And so today, I want to pull your attention to another phrase out of Psalms 23. And I want to talk about guidance today. Guidance. Psalms chapter 23, verses 1 through 3. Going with the New Living Translation today. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strengths. And here's where I want to pull our focus in today. He guides me along the right paths. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, God, we just give you praise, honor, and glory for the privilege to be in your house. We thank you for technology, Lord, to be able to even watch in online. And so, God, we just pray for these next few moments. Open our hearts. Help us to hear from you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to have my helper to come up here on stage. Mr. Jordan, give him a hand. Jordan's coming in the house today. 
If you guys remember, on week one of The Shepherd, we were talking about what exactly does that shepherd do? And I told you that with the shepherd, as long as I give my heart to him, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. That's the shepherd. As long as I do that, I'm under his covering. So what do I get? I get guidance, I get provision, I get correction, I get protection. I get all of these things as long as I'm with the shepherd. Now, many times in life, the shepherd is trying to guide me. He's trying to guide me on the right paths. He's trying to guide me in the direction he's called me to go. The problem is, I don't really like sometimes the, the areas he guides me in, so I'm going to stand over here. When I stand over here, what am I out of? I'm out of the protection, I'm out of the guidance, I'm out of the provision, I'm out of the correction, I'm out of all of this. And so the shepherd is sitting over here waiting patiently for you to make up your mind, amen? And so here I am, but he wants to guide me. He wants to guide me in the areas that I need to go in my life. It's like a path. How many of you ever been in the woods and you've seen a path? It's that, that path is worn down. It's, it's there. It's straight. You have no, uh, uh, you don't even think to say, well, is this a path or not? No, you know. And that's what God is doing. That's what my shepherd is doing. He's making the path. So that's what the shepherd's job is. Amen? Give Jordan a hand. Thank you so much. Here's the thing we have to understand about the God that we serve. He is a speaking God. He speaks to us. The problem is, most of us, it's hard to really understand what he's saying because we want to be over here when the shepherd's over there. So, how do I really hear his voice? Well, John chapter 10, verse 3 and 5, this is Jesus speaking. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. That's talking about the shepherd. And the sheep, what do they do? They listen to his voice. This is key here. Now, if you've been with us, we've been talking about some of the characteristics of an actual sheep. And as you know, a lot of their characteristics kind of resemble us, which is why 200 times in the Bible, God calls us what? Sheep. He calls us sheep. And so one of the characteristics about a sheep is they have the ability to hear their shepherd clearly. Matter of fact, you can take several shepherds, put them together, and you can imagine, if you will, hundreds of sheep. And so what they would do is they would all go to a pasture, a meadow. You've got hundreds of sheep down grazing. The shepherds would sit kind of on an incline, spread out to watch the sheep, to watch for danger and everything. Well, when it comes time to leave, how many of you know this shepherd doesn't go and say, okay, that, he's, uh, that sheep's got an X, that's mine. And then he grounds up all the X. This sheep's got to know, rounds up all the other. No, they don't do that. The only thing the shepherd does is make a sound, make a tone. And all of the sheep that know that shepherd, and again, picture hundreds of sheep, but every one of the sheep that knows that particular shepherd will follow that shepherd. And that's why Jesus is using the metaphor to say, hey, we are to be so in tune with the shepherd, so in tune to his voice that he can call us and lead us out. That's what he said. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And when he has brought out all of his own, what does he do? He goes ahead of them. 
Don't miss this. This is a dynamic that you absolutely need in your life. You don't need someone behind you driving you like a taskmaster. You need someone in front of you laying out that path, clearing the way so that you could follow. So you need to be able to follow the shepherd. So how do I do that? i got to be able to distinguish his voice. And that's where some of you are right now. You're in the middle of a decision. Come on, is anybody in the middle of a decision right now? you got some decisions to make as it relates to family, friends, job, career, money. Come on, don't be like the couple and you wake up and got 120 grand in your bank. You need to call the bank, amen? Don't spend it. But anyway, you're in the middle of a decision right now. And maybe you have been in a decision before. And you've ever asked yourself, God, I really want to know you in on this thing. Is, is this you? Is this the way you need me to go? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 says, Listen for God's voice, watch this, In everything you do and everywhere you go, He is the one who will keep you on track. Luke chapter 8, verse 8, Jesus makes this very bold statement, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So you understand that our God does not have a speaking problem. We have a hearing problem. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. Amen. The problem is there's a lot of voices in life, right? There's a lot of things going on. There's, there's the media. There's this. There's that. There's, there's, there's friends. And, and everybody's got an opinion. And you've got to get to the place where you're willing to cut through all of the noise To be able to hear the shepherd. And here's the thing. If you're like me, you're like, God, why can't you just take your finger and write it in the sky? Amen? Like, that's for me. I mean, God, you know how many hairs on my head? And a lot of them fall out every morning. You know that. And you know, God, you have the power to create. So why not send me a text? Why not do something? But then I go back to know me. And I said, Lord, you could carve a message in my forehead and I'd still miss it. How many of you like that? So how many of you know it's important to hear God's voice? So how do we hear God's voice? Well, I'm going to give you five ways today to do that. But before we get there, I want to talk about why it is important that you hear from God. There's two reasons why. So if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. There's two reasons why it's important for me to hear from God. The first reason is it assures me that I'm in God's family. It assures me I'm in God's family. It it gives proof that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. If you never hear God's voice, if you never feel that prompting, if you never experience that, then you need to do a checkup because Christianity is based off relationship. And when you have a relationship with someone, there's what going on? There's some dialogue going on. So again, you have to check that. God is constantly talking. Are we listening? John chapter 10, verse 14, and then in verse 16, he says, I'm the good shepherd, and I know those who are mine, and my sheep know me, and they hear my voice. Again, Jesus is the shepherd. He knows you. He knows your voice. The question is, do you know his? It's kind of like my kids and... Man, I've got four of them, so pray for me. When my kids call me, they don't have to identify themselves. Amen? 
When my wife calls me, she don't need to identify. I hear her voice all the time, amen? But they don't have to identify themselves. When I talk to my kids, I don't have to say, this is your father. You know, I don't have to do that. Why? Because we're in such a relationship with one another. Not only do they know my voice, but they know my tone. Come on, do you have a tone? Amen? You, you know you got that tone? So my kids know the different tones we've got. They know when they work my nerves, there's a tone for the nerves. There's a tone for the belt. Amen? The Bible says he spared a rod. Come on, somebody. But anyway... They know the tones, and so it's the same thing with a relationship with God. The more time you spend with the shepherd, the more you'll be able to recognize his voice. And so the reason why it's important that you know the voice of God is because you got assurance that I'm in the family. Here's the second thing. It protects me from mistakes. Anybody ever made a mistake before? All throughout the Bible, it talks about how the people would come and they would inquire of God. And when they would take time to inquire of God, God would protect them and shield them and help them go in a different direction. But if you read and you read about all of the times they did not inquire of God, what happened? There was all these mistakes. There was disaster. There was all this stuff happening. So if you're willing... To go before God and inquire of Him, He can help you to keep you from committing to certain choices that's going to destroy your life. Job chapter 33, verse 17 and 18. What is those first two words? God speaks. Again, God speaks. So what are we doing? It says He's causing them to change their minds, keeping them from pride, and warning them of the penalties of sin, and keeping them from falling into some traps. So again, you see all these benefits here of hearing God's voice. It changes the mind, the attitude, the values. And, and here's the thing. Have you ever been in the process of making a decision and in the process God closes the door on you and you got mad? It's, am I just talking to me today? Has anybody ever been there? Like when you were growing up and you fell in love because, you know, he had skinny jeans and a lot of hair and all that. And, and God shut the door and he went another direction and you in your house crying, curlers all in your hair, upset. But then a few years later, you see him and you like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Come on, has anybody, look at the ladies raising their hand in the house. Amen. Have you ever been there? You're like, thank you, Jesus. Or perhaps you're a guy and you're sitting there and man, she is all that in a bag of chips and you like, she is the one for me. I hear God's voice, the heavens open and God shut the door and you're crying. You're upset. You can't realize, you don't even realize what's going on. A few years later, you look back and you realize God saved you from marrying a Shanita. Do you know what a Shanita is? She need a car payment, a house payment. She need flip-flops. She need everything. Amen. Give God a hand of praise for saving you from all that. You don't need a Shanita. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's Memorial Day, all right? So... The point is, God protects us and saves us, and many times we get mad, but then we come back and say, you know what, okay, 
God, I see what you did there. Thank you. And so again, the reason why it's important for you to know the voice of God is because it assures me I'm in the family. It helps me to avoid mistakes in my life. So here's the question. How does God speak? How does he speak? Because when I read the Bible, God spoke in some pretty radical ways. I mean, he spoke to Moses. There was this bush that was literally on fire, and God spoke through that bush, but the bush wasn't consumed. I mean, you know, freaky. Amen? So it's just weird. And then there was a time where God spoke to Balaam through a what? Through an animal, a donkey. I mean, I don't know. That's weird to me. But anyway, and then there was another time where God spoke to the children of Israel, and there was a pillar of fire at night. There was a cloud by day. So all throughout the Bible, we see God speaking. We see God leading and guiding. So let me give you five ways real quick today. Now I'm going to let you out of here and enjoy this cloudy day. Amen? Five common ways God speaks. Okay, if you're taking notes, write these down. Rarely with an audible voice. God does speak audibly. It's rare. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. Inside the tent, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Now... I want to say up front, I have never heard the audible voice of God. doesn't mean that I won't. I'm just saying I haven't. So, But here's the thing you need to understand. God does speak audibly. It's rare. So don't sit around waiting for it. You know, you guys have heard the, the story about the guy on the house and the floodwaters were coming. You've, you've heard that, right? Floodwaters came. The guy said, I'm not moving until I hear God's voice. Well, here comes the, the EMT. They come with a boat, you know, fire and rescue. They're like, hey, man, come on. It's flooding. We're here to get you. Not waiting to hear from God. So they leave. Then here comes somebody else with another boat. Hey, come on. It's time to go. That was his friends in the neighborhood. Hey, we're here to get you. Not leaving until I hear God's voice. All right. Then comes a helicopter. Water's continuing to rise. Hey, come on. Get on the ladder. Not, not hearing, leaving until I hear God's voice. Well, the guy dies. Gets to heaven. He's like, God, what's up, man? I'm waiting to hear your voice. God's like, bro, I sent you three people to come get you, and you wouldn't listen. So again, God does speak in an audible voice, but don't sit there and say, I'm not moving till I hear that. Don't, don't do that. But God does speak audibly. Here's another way. Occasionally, God speaks through dreams. Job chapter 33, verse 14 and 16. What does it say? God speaks again and again. All to, for look, guys, from Genesis to Revelations, God is speaking. God speaks again and again. He's speaking today. In dreams, when sleep falls on men... As they lie on their beds, he opens the ears and he gives them wisdom and instruction. God can speak to you while you're sleeping. And quite honestly, that's the only time when your mind's not racing. For some of you, that's the only time when your lips aren't moving. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about me, not you. Amen? But for all of us, it's the only time where we're undistracted, where we're relaxed. And so, again, I'm not saying that every dream is from God. you you got to use some wisdom on that. It could be that you ate too much pizza. You know, you watched a scary movie, whatever the case. But I do believe that there are times you need to position yourself to hear from God. There's been times where, you know, there's some decisions that Misty and I, I needed to make, and I didn't really know what to do. And so, before I lay my head down, I, I, I whisper a quick prayer, and I'm like, God, hey, you know what I've got going on here uh, let my mind be open to you tonight. If you want to speak in a dream, hey, let me be open. And again, it does work. But, you know, don't think every dream is from God. 
you know, most dreams that we have is really our subconscious of all of the things coming together, the things in the past, the things in the present, and, you know, all them crazy movies y'all guys are watching. I know you, amen, you Netflix, you binge watch Netflix for like 40 hours. I know it could be that, but dreams are a source of the way God speaks to you. So you need to realize that. So again, audibly, dreams, here's the third way, uh, through an impression. Impression, you know, you get that idea and you're wondering, God, where did that come from? You feel that kind of tugging in your gut. Come on, how many of you remember the old times used to say, I got a gut feeling about this? It, you know, there's times like that. John 14, verse 26, it says, the Holy Spirit, what will he do? He will be your teacher and he will bring to your mind all that I have said to you. So again, there's times where you get that idea, you get that, that gut feeling, that impression and, and you need to realize that sometimes that is from God. Now, there's a couple extremes you need to watch out for. And a couple extremes that I see when it comes to this area, there's the rationalists that say God never gives you any ideas. God doesn't speak anymore. No need to listen because uh, it's not going to happen. And so they don't even consider it a possibility. That's your rationalist. But then there's the mystic. The mystic, they're like, when everything that comes to my mind, God told me. God said this and God said that. I'm going to do this. and I'm a, if, if, if something comes to your mind to slap your neighbor, you feel like God told you that. Listen, I feel sorry for both types of these people. Because those who refuse to hear from God, they miss the nuggets that God wants to give them. They miss the guidance. And those that think every impression is from God wind up making a lot of mistakes. And they wind up disillusioned in their life. So the bottom line is you can't let either extreme keep you from knowing if that's God's voice. So you've got to test the impressions. What do I test it against? Against God's word. First Thessalonians, excuse me, five twenty one says, "Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good." So, if you get an idea, if you get an impression, you want to know is it from God? Here's the way you test it: Does it contradict the Bible, or does it complement the Bible? Which one? Because you understand, God's never going to tell you to do something that is in direct contradiction with His Word. So you got to ask yourself that question again. He speaks audibly through dreams, through impressions. Oftentimes he speaks through his children. Now this is one you really need to be careful about. Because there's a lot of people out there that will come to you and say, God said, and God ain't said nothing. They just want to be all in your business. Amen? I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, don't point at them if they're in here. I read something the other day that says, I'm sending out W-2s. To everybody who's been in my business all year long. <laughs> God will speak through people, but you got to be careful. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, prophesy whenever you can. As often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. Again, God will oftentimes speak through believers if you're open to that. You know, sometimes when you're in this service and, and, and maybe I've said something and, and you're like, man, how did he know that? He, he just read my mail. Has he got a camera in my house? What's going on? Listen, I guarantee you I'm not that smart. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't spy on anybody, but that just could be God speaking into your heart where you are right now with what you're dealing with. And you need to know that that's God trying to connect with you. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, We speak not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. So again, my, the one thing that I do, I do it every single week, every Sunday morning, while you guys are still asleep, I am in my office and I'm praying, Holy Spirit, put me on like a coat and wear me. You know who's going to be there. You know what's going on. So, Lord, help them to hear the words you want to hear. Every week I do that, and it's important. So when you get an impression or an idea to help build somebody up, to help give comfort to someone, to encourage someone, you don't have to say, well, that's of the devil. No, do it. Help them, encourage them, and it goes a long way. So again, God speaks through all of these different ways as children. And then here's the fifth one. God always, always, always speaks through social media. I'm just seeing if you guys are still awake. I see some of you nodding. Amen. I mean, you know, that's not true. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Again, you need to understand the Bible is not just a book of ideas. It's not just human thoughts about God. It is God's word to us. I love the NIV version of this scripture. It says all scripture is God breathed and it comes from the very essence of God. God inspired men to write the words that are on that page. And so again, it's important that you spend time in God's Word. He always speaks through His Word. Always. Proverbs 14, 15. A wise man is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. Come on, somebody. That's a good scripture right there. So it's about getting along with God and opening up His Word and reading His Word. Again, that's that relationship thing we were talking about. That dialogue, again, God speaks through His Word. But then here's the last one that I want to give to you. And this is probably the most painful one. Because no matter what God uses to speak to you, He wants you to hear from Him. And He'll do everything but take away your choice to get through to you. Even as a last result, number six, through pain. God will speak through pain. Sometimes just to get our attention, to get our attentions, because he's so intent on warning us of the internal dangers that he will allow temporary difficulty. Now, I'm not saying that God causes all pain. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Don't mix up my words there, because we live in a sinful world, and we have freedom of choice, and sometimes we choose a different path. Remember, God's leading us on that path. He's leading us, guiding us in that direction. Sometimes I want to do me. I want to do my own thing, and God's over here. And when that happens, there are times where God's going to say, Hey, let me try to get your attention right quick, because He knows what eternity holds when we're away from Him. So again, He does that. But here's what you need to understand, that God never, ever wastes a pain. Never. Proverbs 20, verse 30, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us what? Change our ways. One person said that pain is God's hearing aid. C.S. Lewis said this, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but He shouts to us in our pain. 
Pain is God's megaphone, someone once said. So why does God bother to do all of that? Why does God go through all of these different scenarios and all of these different ways to speak into our hearts and speak into our lives to guide us on that path? Why does He do all of that? Simply put, because you matter to God. You matter to Him. He loves you. He cares about you. And He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you in the right path. He wants to do that. So what is my response to that? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15. Today. Turn to somebody and say today. Today, if you hear God's voice speaking to you, do not harden your heart against Him. What's my response? Is to do this and to open this. And say, God, I need to hear from you. I want to hear what you're saying to me. I want to make sure I'm on the right path. I want to make sure I'm going in the right direction. If you're in the middle of a decision right now and you need some guidance on that, there's no better one to guide you than the shepherd. To go to him and say, Father, help me here. What do I need to do? And for some of you, your first step, quite honestly, because you may be standing here and the shepherd is there, so your first step is to open this. Say, Father, forgive me. Man, I want to come up under your covering. I need to hear from you. And I love you. And I know that you love me. And then the second step is just simply, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying He's a speaking God, guys. Simple message, maybe. But I think it's an important message. Because if you don't learn to decipher the voice of the shepherd, then you'll find yourself over here and the shepherd's over here. And when you find yourself over here, how many of you know you're making decisions without someone guiding you? You're just kind of all out here on your own. Unprotected unguided, uncorrected. You don't have the provisions. You're just by yourself. So you have to be willing to come up under the covering of the shepherd. You have to be willing to let him speak into your heart so that you can hear what he's trying to say. Why don't you stand with me all over the house?